How to calm a racing mind when meditation doesn't work. This is a good one, my friend, especially if you have a lot of stress and trauma in your life or you went through a lot growing up in survival mode. I got a question that came from Justin saying, Nate, with this episode, I have a harder time because I work construction, which means I exercise all day. I struggle meditating and quieting my mind. I need different methods of refueling, right? Yeah, so this question comes from the ADHD podcast I made about the importance of increasing your regulatory, self-regulatory fuel tank, your willpower throughout the day so you can become less compulsive and less stressed out. But Justin saying, Nate, look, I, I do construction, man. I work all day. I move a lot. And a lot of you may be doing the same. A lot of you may have the same thing where you're just either your mother or you have a, a job like Justin with construction when you're moving a lot. So here is my solution to you, my friend, and this is going to be a good one. So sit tight. Number one, I have a very hard time of trying to calm my brain down and try to get myself to sit down and meditate. It never worked. I looked for that euphoric feeling that everybody keeps talking about. And then I'm like, well, something's wrong with me, right? No. Truth of the matter is, is that you have a lot of emotions. And what does emotion mean? Why is it called emotion and not Z motion, B motion, F motion? Emotions means energy and motion. So while you're working, yes, you are expressing a lot of emotions. But the truth of the matter is, if you try to go quiet your mind, that moving never had gave you a time to reflect, right? You're thinking you have a responsibility. A lot of you that move a lot or do a lot throughout the day, your mind never gets a break because it has to be on all the time, right? And when your mind has to be on all the time, you don't have any time to actually reflect and digest those thoughts, those emotions. So now you put them and you store them to the side. That's like a little trick we do. I'm going to think about that later. I'm going to do that later. Oh, yeah, I got to call that person later. Truth of the matter is you will create a lot of problems in the body. And here's why. This is why I teach the five layers of energy. Emotions is energy emotion. And if an emotion doesn't get expressed, one, one way you can express it is exercise. But if that's only one way, the other four ways we have the subconscious, it can affect the subconscious mind. So it could trigger the old version of you is like what I like to say. Number two, the nervous system, the nervous system, usually the person becomes too fight or flight or freeze in a sympathetic nervous system. Number three, we're going to have the, we have the organs and glands that are associated with it. So too much moving, too much of that will make you too sympathetic. Too sympathetic will cause you to have digestive issues. Why? Because if you look at the sympathetic nervous system, what does it do? It turns off digestion. Now we have digestive issues. So we have the subconscious, nervous system, organ and gland, and then emotion is one of the layers. And then we have the muscular system. And the muscular system, will create something I like to call muscular armor. And I'll get into that just in a second. So the first thing we have to do is we have to, Justin, we have to get you to take some time to figure out how can we get you to express your emotion. Number one, I always will require, even if like you're like me, I love journals. They're cute, right? They're like, oh, I'm a little cute journal. Yo, man, I need a piece of paper and a pen. So I get, I go to Staples and I get myself a big pack of paper, just white paper. And I get myself my favorite pen. Mom, I forgot the name. What's the name of this pen? Uniball Vision um, Elite. I get it from Staples. When I write with this pen, 
it gives a lot of ink, but it, it, it just, it's smooth. I like to feel it. I like to feel what I'm saying. So always have a piece of paper and a pen. And when ideas come up, just throw it down on a piece of paper, buy yourself a folder and throw it in the folder. If you're more organized than me and Justin, if you're a lot more um, patient than I am, then go get your journal, open up the journal and write in it. But what I usually find is a race in mind is one that's on the move all the time. So if that journal is in your office or in your car and you happen not to have it, you're not writing in it. That's why I just have this piece of paper in front of me right now. Number two, put up whiteboards. I can't tell you how powerful that is. I have probably four boards around my house. I have one in the gym, one in the office. I have a smart board upstairs in a, in a studio. Why? Because they, that may be a point right there where you can not only can write something, but you can kind of draw it out. You can draw something out. Like for an example, let's just say you have an idea how to start this one business. You go up there and you kind of draw out the blueprint a little bit. You draw a little stick figure of yourself, then you draw an arrow, and that arrow says, okay, what, you know, what's the problem? And you just put money, so put the money sign, and then put what's the solution. Those things right there are a way for you to express yourself. Number two is going to be venting. And venting is very important, but you have to be careful venting to somebody who's not on your dream team. Why? Because usually people that are not in your dream team, they're not listening to you. They're hearing you and waiting to respond. So you'll pour your heart to somebody as you're trying to express yourself. And then that person will either tell you something's wrong with you or <laughs> compete with you. You'll be like, oh man, my day was hard. They're like, yeah, my day was hard too. I'm like, oh my God, I can't even talk to this person. So you have to be careful. And what that can do is get us to say to ourselves, this is why I don't talk. This is why I don't tell nobody how I feel. You got to make sure that you're talking to somebody who's on your dream team. Now, sometimes it's appropriate to go to a professional. So this is where life coaching, therapist can come in, psychologist. I happen to find like if I'm taking on a particular project that I'm doing, like as like I'm writing a book, I have an agent and I have an uh, editor at my editing publishing house that I'm a part that I got signed to, but I still hired my own editor on the side. Why? Because if I take an idea and I read it to someone that is not on my dream team or in person. Like for an example, I'm just going to give you, I'm going to be raw with you. I'll call my father and read him some from the book. He'll come up with like the thing that I'm not thinking about. He's like, did you have a lawyer read this over? So nobody steals your material. I'm like, dad, did you just hear what I just read? So sometimes even your loved ones are not going to be in your dream team for every little goal in your life. You'll have different little dream teams in those situations. So venting is going to be one that's going to be very helpful for you. And sometimes that can be in music, that sometimes that can be in, in writing, sometimes that can be in something that doesn't have to be particularly with a person. Your favorite artist is most likely one that vents to you through music. If you like my podcast, I vent to you through my podcast. Okay. Uh, number three, muscular armor. Even though you're moving a lot in your construction job, and even though you are you're, 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 you're pretty active doing that. I'm pretty sure the problem that you're going to have is most likely going to be muscular armor. And what that means is, is emotions that are not expressed can get stored into the muscular system, into the nervous system, into the organs and glands. And then it can trigger anything that was subconscious that relates to that emotion. So for an example, too much stress 
will stimulate the adrenals, then then will produce cortisone adrenaline, which then will bring you back to a state that you had high levels of adrenaline and cortisol subconsciously. So if that was childhood trauma, all that kind of stems up for you. So what we want to do is along with everything we, we discussed already, I want you to go get you a foam roller and you can get a foam roller. I'll probably leave one down below for you. Um, I have the same one. I put the one I use down below. I want you to get a foam roller. And when you get this foam roller, there's going to be particular places I want you to focus on, Justin. Number one, I want you to focus on taking this foam roller and I want you to do one hip at a time. I want you to do your right hip and your left. You can do both, but start off with the right hip. And I want you to focus on this little foam roller starting off on the TFL muscle. It's a little, it looks like a little pizza right below your ASIS uh, point of the pelvis. So if you just Google TFL muscle, I want you to start there. This muscle usually gets really tight with people that have a lot of stress, a race in mind and childhood trauma. And I'll explain why in just a second. Then I want you to, I want you to focus on there. And, and when you feel something that's tight, you're going to see, you're going to be laying down when you do it in, on, your, on your front side. Your body's going to be off the floor. Your body's going to be lifted off the floor from the foam roller. Here's a couple of things you're going to notice. You ready for this? A lot of you. This goes for all of you. You're going to notice your hands start shaking and you're going to notice that your feet start shaking. Keep rolling, my friend. Keep rolling, right? Let yourself ease into it. Don't think about how painful it is. I want you to breathe into it. Breathe into it. Then I want you to move down to the middle part of the quad, which is your, your thigh muscle. And I want you to focus there for two to three minutes. And then I want you to do the last place on that right side is to focus right above the knee. Don't put it on the knee itself. Please do not do that. What we're doing is we're hitting all three trigger points in the quad. Now, I want you to breathe. If you don't breathe and you hold your breath, your body won't release the muscle. The muscle needs oxygen. When the muscle doesn't get oxygen, it will increase lactic acid, and that will create the burning feeling, that will create tension, that will create a whole bunch of problems. Then I want you to move on to the left side. If you start to cry or you start to get emotional, you're releasing energy and emotion that was stored probably from your breakup probably from your childhood, probably from losing a loved one, or probably just with frustration and anger. The next thing I want you to do, I'm going to get a little deeper into that. Don't, I'm not going to let you go. I want you to get a ball, a lacrosse ball, a hard little lacrosse ball. You can start off with a tennis ball. Get both options. If you had to start with one, I say get the tennis ball because you may be really tight, but you can get the little lacrosse ball. And when you put this ball on the ground, when you put this ball on the ground, I want you to take your foot and place the foot right on top of it. We're looking in between the arch of the foot and you can have a wall next to you so you can lean onto a little bit so you know how much pressure to apply to this ball. You're going to feel a lot of tense stuff coming up there too. And then I'm going to want you to switch sides and do everything starting from the top down. The every emotion, like I said, the five layers of energy is what I teach. They all are associated with chakras. So when, when someone believes or thinks about a chakra, some people get disgusted or some people don't think it's real. And I don't have time to tell a lot of my clients who don't believe it that it's real. I, I, don't, I don't have the time to make someone believe me. So I, I'm very careful on using the word chakra because of that. A lot of people where I come from, 
some of them, we didn't grow up with chakra healing practices, right? And they could be amazing. I don't use chakra healing practices the traditional way. I use science combined with Eastern medicine. So the leg from the hip down to the foot is known to be associated with the root chakra or something we call zone one, okay? This part of the body is associated with the, the consciousness of survival. And the more out of balance we are with safety and security, this can be money, this can be trusting people, feeling safe and secure with people. Uh, this can be um, uh, different variations of things that happen in childhood trauma. This can be just too much cortisol production, right? Because one of the layers of energy with the root chakra is going to be what? It's going to be too much cortisol from a, the adrenals are associated with this uh, zone. So what we're doing is we're going to the body because if you can't get the mind to relax, we can't blame the mind. The mind is reacting. We got to go to the body. So when we handle emotions with all the things that we, we, we talked about, and then we handle going to the muscular armor that you most likely built over the time, while you do these things, you're going to notice that you may have 40 thoughts and thinking, all these things. And then you may come down to 10, then four, then one, and then really none. You're present. And you, this is something you may have to do each and every day as much as you can or as much as you can throughout the week to be able to regulate your sensitive nervous system. Justin, thank you for asking your question. I hope this helps. If you have a question, you can email me down below. I'll leave an email down there for you. If you like information like this, how I connected everything, I give out one email like this a week, connecting something. You can sign up for my tribe if you haven't already. If you are already and you've been enjoying it, thank you for being on the tribe. And I would also please, um, I, I want to say thank you, but I will always you know, want to ask you to, if you haven't already, leave a rating on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to me from. Those help me a lot. That helps me. The algorithm sees that and goes, oh, okay, we're going to push this thing a little more to find more people like the people who listen. And that helps me enough. I'm already doing a lot of things on God's algorithm, which I'll be making a podcast about. But there's things that if, you know, if we come together, we all grow, baby. Thank you for being here. And I'll holla at you in the next one. Peace.